with by twisting my dreams before I sleep. There's no escaping, no relief from this living, breathing nightmare. Thanks. Um, this next one's pretty similar. Oh, I just like the the repetition of shaking hands at the start, and I just sort of went with it. From that. Um, but yeah, anxiety is a bitch. Um, this next one is also about anxiety because that's been life recently, I guess. I mean, it's yeah. probably very similar for a lot of people at the minute, especially today. Um, wow. Yeah, so I have anxiety. Do you know what I mean? Well, what I mean is sometimes in certain situations, it gets hard for me to breathe. And my mind, my mind never sleeps. It stops, starts like a relentless narcoleptic, but I'm not narcoleptic. Though I do have ADHD, so I'm always on the move and I've always been this way. I just don't always know where I am. I've had it since I was six. First, it was Ritalin. When I am, then it was Concerta. Why I am, now it's Zagatin where I am, I forgot where I was again. That's it. That's it. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so we're going to go to Dan now. Um... Looking at all these things, do it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, all right. Good. Uh, I had the same dream for forty nights. Forty nights ago, in the dream, I'm dreaming. The alarm clock in the dream goes off. I wake up. I cannot find my dream journal. I forget all my dreams before I can write it down. The alarm clock goes off. Thirty-nine days ago. I dream, I forgot to set the alarm clock. I wake up late, rush to get to work. All I can remember is that I'm a man. The alarm clock goes off. I forget to write in my journal. I cannot remember the dream. 38 days ago, I have the same dream for 40 nights. This time is different. I found my dream journal, and what it said is, I'm jealous of Andy Talbot's beard. That is what the general whispered in my ear with this hissing flicking tongue i have a wired hair terrier on my face i must not i must not take i must not take over products i have beard envy of a raiders fan now all andy does is a brush i feel my heart tap dance <laughs> out tonga beat i'm hunting deep in jungle virgin forest for big game as generalissimo's protege in pith helmet and monocle i have a great big gun cold steel hot humid in the jungle i'm sweating the alarm clock goes off just as i am kissing andy's toes <laughs> oh man words the absolution is e easy. Have I ever had that? I know that. I did not know that. Do I remember the last time, the touch, the last look? How long did it last? Do I remember? Do I? 
It won't be like that again, better, worse, not at all, ever. I don't write poems. <sighs> I write words, pitiful words, naked and alone with their sins. The 7-Eleven confessional is closed. I fall asleep at 6 a.m. and wake up at midnight. One day, the pickup line will be, what did you do before the pandemic? If there is another day, if there is another one day, I will write words, shitty words, smelly, stinky words, stuck to me, won't come off. I, I won't, I, I want them, I want them like a, like a new zoot suit, replete and all. I will write words. I will write words, shards of glass in my cupped hands. Yellow sun, blue sky, no receptacle anywhere for the pieces of glass in my hands. Little boy running, looking for someone, someone to help. Wide open, vacant Saturday. No one home. I sit in the shade on the curb with my cupped hands full of words. I eat them, one and all, one by one. Hard taco shell, crunchy blood runs down my chin. Finish everything on the plate. I see diamond shards left over in the palms of my hands, glass shards buried deep in sparkly stigmata weeping. I could be happy, but I am just a worm. They, they lie to you. The they that always is the they. I have my reporter's pad and recorder. I count, I'm counting the dead writing down numbers. The memory now seems lined paper thin. Just a moment ago, we were pushing in bed. What was said, I can't remember. Smiles faded, newspaper photo on a pile and piles of undone things, unfinished. The varnish can open now, gelatin pickle. No, no sparkly twinkles in unsmiling eyes waiting for dead papa to walk them down the aisle. Since you are dead, four times broken, smashed to bits, diamond dust collects on wrists and hands. I know I will have to take it one more time and again and again. This is correspondence from the war. This is how we send wreckage gifts, wrapped in Halloween masks, turkey gravy, eight candles flicker lit, I read the notes from the coffee stain pad. I wonder what, I wonder what for. I show you every single scar. What good will it do from this old brick wall, from behind this old brick wall, I am sobbing. Even I cannot, cannot listen to the screaming in my soul. Weary, sometimes I cannot lift my head up off this angry, hot pillow with its licking, Licking tongue dreams, trying to seduce me one more time into hate sex with myself. That line heard before now works every fucking time. Oh, on broken knees, I offer the treasure of wounds, blood, and pus, head down, smiling like this is all that is left, but it really is rubies, gold, diamonds, and secret children's dreams of joy. Here, take this plate of entrails. Build us a country cottage fine. Riot of flowers in the garden where butterflies dance. Just silly clowns. I am sorry. 
I am sorry, I am not ready yet. I have to ferment. I take back the offer, put those guts back in the cupboard. The maggots not yet fully grown. When they have grown, blown away adults, I will look again and go see again. The prognosis may still be poor. Poor, poor is still better than ending never, never, never. Tomorrow I will fill a new notebook full with tragedy, joy, and wonder. Ponder ever and ever the still wanting heart. Morning sunlight streaking through the slices in the blinds. Life takes you if you let it. The streams, pools, understanding of words in the myth, the cartouche on tomb wall, easily readable like National Enquirer's story of Rat Boy from Mars. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Um, so that is us, I think, as far as I know, if anyone else wants to go, drop it in the chat, if you can. I'm gonna, um, go have a, holy crap, I might not have a job, no. cigarette, and... I, I would have two. <laughs> I'm probably gonna do that, but I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna leave the meeting to you, Andy, and, um... That is a lot of responsibility. It was really sort of, it was a weird thing to have that happen during the fucking yeah. open mic. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, thanks for, like, it kind of helped me keep calm. Mm -hmm. So, but I'll see you all in two weeks. And yeah. I, I don't want to decide now. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't think of anything. No, but I def I'll come back with something new next week. New shit! New shit. That it will awesome. hopefully involve a guitar. All right, I'll see you guys later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Shit, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, because we were um yeah I guess we'll just like well we we because so Pam Aaron. And, and me, this guy. Um, we were talking about pretty much what we did tonight, um, which was not have an order as such until... Is, does anyone want to be unmuted, by the way? I've just not... Yeah. The timing. Two seconds. I'll unmute everyone before I talk. What a nonsense. That should be mm -hmm. everyone asked to unmute. Hey! Yeah, um, there we go. And it's definitely me who's squeaking, Andy. Yeah, it's a creaky sound. I think it's coming from your clothing, then, if it's not the chair. Yeah, I've, got, was, I've got new jeans. Somebody was doing some, uh, like, squeaky doors when I was going. I kept on hearing the stuff. That was Ben can't unmute. Oh, and I learned a new I learned a new word today. Dang, what does cartouche mean? Oh, oh cartouche. Uh, 
that's the uh, little logo thing like you have within a an enclosed. Uh, it's a word basically, and so <laughs> if they don't do that, you won't know that all of those symbols go together for like a name or something like. That. So it has to do with hieroglyphics or something, or hieroglyphics. Yes. Yes. Mm, cartouche. Oh. Mm. So I like that. That's a, that's a good word, isn't it, AJ? I mean, you find a new word like that, you'll use it often. I've done it a couple of times. But well, I want to use it improperly and just screw with people's minds. Like, yeah, yeah. And it brushes over them a lot of the time. It would be nice for you to have a little barrette with a cartouche in it through your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a flower. On the side, yeah. Can I get a side of cartouche for that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't that like Sherry Moose? Can you do the Fandango? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't shoot my car. <laughs> oh, I... Think so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Thank God. God. I I'll never write that I, I never done. I, I hope this isn't offensive, but I think you have a very sexy voice. We're, we're still streaming live <laughs> on the radio, but I can. I can unplug comedy. it. You're always doing comedy. Yeah, I've never poetry before, and you just have a great voice for poetry. Oh, thanks. That's really sweet. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to do. You know, I used to do a lot of poetry in the. I was really, really into the scene in San Francisco from like 2008 to 2012, but oh, comedy just took well, over. Christy. I bet you have archives. Oh, mm -hmm. sure, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I have my thesis. I mean, I got no, I still write though. You have, you have I a used... bunch of old stuff to read around or stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have a, t I have a ton of, I have so much, so much stuff. It's uh. But you know, it's like all that, and I used to write fiction too. I have like eight unpublished novels. So it's one of those things like, oh. when you, like, what do you do with your unpublished novels? Like, well, what I, you what you do what you do with them is you make them available any way you possibly can, like I like I did. So you know, if that's like Amazon Create Space or whatever it is, KDP now. I mean, that that's what you do because it beats them sitting in a drawer and getting thrown away. Yeah, it's true. And they don't even sit in a drawer. They sit in a thumb drive, which, and how long will that technology actually be valid? You know what I mean? Like, I've got these novels sitting on a thumb drive that's 10 years old. It's just, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, make a bunch of copies of them. Burn several copies of them just to make sure that you don't lose them. Ah, whatever. Ah, <laughs> I do comedy now. Up to you. That's the thing about comedy is it has to stay in my head, like, because the monologue yeah. is me, and so it's... It's different. You, you know. can send them to me. I'll keep them safe. For you. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, well, I just, I just want like a, a Pam book. I do. I, I want like a book of all of Pam's poems. I'm blushing. I'm now. starting to suspect, suspect that Generalissimo is a zombie. <laughs> oh, that Pam, that was wonderful. Your, your zombie poems. I, yeah. no, no one ever thinks about, or maybe they do. Maybe it's just I don't think about sex with zombies, but you know, the wrist breaking off in the vagina. How wonderful is that? I mean, that is something straight out of an Eli Roth movie. And I'm, I'm afraid that he, if he hears this, he's gonna steal it from me. I'm blessed. There was a there was a movie about a love affair with a zombie, right? The the zombie. 
you know, falls in love with a woman and tries to protect her from the other zombies and stuff. I, I forget what it was called. But, you know, yeah, but there were no hand breaking. <laughs> no, they didn't put that in. Yeah, that's done that. <laughs> well, if Trump has been a zombie for 20 years, you know, that might have happened in an airplane or something when he was trying to trying to feel up a woman without a permission. So. Yeah. Oh, that excess Hollywood tape has a whole new meaning now. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, that was one of the stories was that a woman was sitting next to him on a plane and yeah. supposedly he just decided to take a quick uh, trip with his fingers on. Well, I just think that it's amazing that we can't seem to find a presidential candidate that doesn't have any rape allegations. Like, yeah. can we find somebody... Can, can the people in charge not have rape allegations? Like, can we start there? Or is that, is it like they can't be in be charge unless they have them? It's very yeah. scary. Well, um, can somebody educate me here? Who, who is Joe Jorgensen, who appears as a third candidate on my Libertarian map? Libertarian candidate. Okay. And what is Kanye West's real name? with <laughs> Is he, is he a bit of a nutter? Libertarians can be real nutters. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he's probably even further to the right than, uh, than yeah. Trump. Well, they're they're a little they're a little bit they're a little bit strange, you know that you know that you know they are all for personal freedoms, but yeah. you know, no, yeah, no, oh, I get it. Supposedly, they're kind of a weird left-right is you know they're they're right yeah. but sort of weird about it, you know. Yeah. Supposedly, um, their conventions are like crazy parties and everything. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But like they're almost a fusion. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. Disparate things. They're bringing the party like a, to political think of, party. think of kind of an anarchist or something, you know, think of that, yeah. that kind of thing. They're like the burning man of politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they used to be I've cool? I've never been the burning man, but that's my, that's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Well, hey, we're, we're, we're still plugged in, just so you guys know everything that you've been saying oh. is being recorded on Mutiny Radio. But I enjoy oh, that. I, think that, I think that the political perspective of people in another country is important, and I'm very actually interested in it, how you see our freaky-deaky nonsense right now. Because it, it really and is. Benjamin, I need the, uh, the, the information about how to look up these old oh, yeah. uh, so you, poetries. You go to, to you go to mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm is our website. And it redirects mm -hmm. to this other thing, but don't worry. Mutinyradio.fm is what I push. And then you go to Podcast Archive, and it's up there on the top bar. And then this show is, like, it's during a show called the AltaCast. So it's going to be up at the top. And you scroll down to AltaCast and click on it. And then all the dates are there of all the podcasts that have ever been. And before okay. it was before it became CPCL, it was pretty much an anti-Trump news thing <laughs> with my buddy LaToya. But she's been um, out because of COVID. She's real scared about it. So it's off and on. But if you find the date, so today's date will be like, it'll say 2020 and then whatever. Today's 11 Four. I'm sorry, you said Mutiny Radio F. I'm sorry, Mutiny, Mutiny Radio. Radio. In the chat. Oh, I don't know how to chat. Oh, it's in the chat. I, I'm like, I don't know how to use the chat from the phone. Anyways, but it's MutinyRadio.fm, Podcast Archives, AltaCast. And then I always publish these on Facebook, too. When they're done, I copy-paste the link into the CPCL promotion that Andy and they're on Andy's page, my page, and Aaron's page, and wherever else, so... They're yeah. all there, and you can listen to, you know, 
And there's all kinds of other like weird. I've been doing the AltaCast for years and years and years. So there's like, just it's, but it's mostly just my buddy and I talking about politics. So I don't know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> anyways. But she's African American, so she teaches me things all the time. I've become like. I'm like, we've discovered I'm the accidental racist. Like, I was so steeped in racism my entire <laughs> life that I didn't even know I was racist. And now, like, all of these moments happen where I'm like, I, I've started, the past couple of years, I've sort of started to recognize my privilege as a white lady. And I never acknowledged that. And now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it really sucks a lot worse for other people. Uh, so, anyways. That's me. Wow. Yeah. Does oh. anybody else have any gems to drop um or I, otherwise i can unplug us or you want to <laughs> tell me what you believe in or say anything about trump or say fuck the police or something fuck trump. i guess that no go. i don't believe in him you don't believe well in him? i had I started believe. a poem about trump and i just couldn't finish it it was trump is a wasp it was a very odd poem and that's about internal stinging it was very complicated i might try to finish it sort of like the beginning of it but I got lost in it but Trump is a wasp yeah uh, mm. well I actually have a question I have a question about poetry political poetry do you think um, a poem that expresses something positive is more effective than a poem that talks about how horrible things are does, does a poem that, you know, expresses a, a desire to the democracy that you want to live in better than a poem that says, oh, my God, there are kids in cages and it's just terrible and people are dying from COVID. What do you think? I think some of the best poems do that's both. A, right. That's an interesting question. Well, you really know, interesting question. I can say that that's a hard thing to to try to take both edges like that in a poem and um you know i when i do poems about depression i always try to say two things outside of the depressing stuff that i'll talk about i'll try to say you can't get out of it on your own you have to get help somehow and the other thing i i, I always try to end it as you can there is a way out and you can walk away you can make a choice through even though you feel you don't have a choice so I, it's different with politics, though, because I rarely do political stuff. And I, think, I can't imagine a political poem that's gonna be that's gonna be positive but not funny, just serious. You know, it's a it's a hard thing to do. But all poems are political. I mean, all language is political. All poems are political. So whether you're talking about specifically Trump or Democrats or your or Boris or whatever even if even if you're talking about relationships between people it's everything's political like like language is political at, at its base so all poems mm -hmm. in a way are professing some sense of what you believe or you're, you're trying to project something so i don't know i think it's but i write from pain personally so the, the poem doesn't matter it's not positive or negative it's just like comes from not maybe not pain an excess of feeling so it doesn't matter which mm. feeling it is but it's the if you're having an excess of feeling maybe i don't know sometimes, sometimes you know uh you know people need to understand how much they're hurting you 
And if you don't say that, then, you know, what's the big deal? But uh, my, my pet hyena is not a Trump fan at all. Seeing him, he snarls. So, <laughs> well, there's a poem. Kate Tuesday's dog, it's a pirate. She doesn't even know that it sneaks out at night, gets on boats, and hijacks wealthy yachts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just comes home and acts like a regular dog, and it has a whole. It has a whole mansion and and a stash, a stash of jewels and everything, <laughs> and an eye patch too. Right? She doesn't even give you a nice, a nice pearl necklace or 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 a nice ring for for Christmas every year. She should. Uh, Ken needs to write this. <laughs> children he needs to write a, do the drawings for the pirate story about the dog. <laughs> He's the one who does the. No, it's Stilly. Who's the one who does the pictures? Stilly. For some reason, I get you guys confused, and I don't know why. He reminds me of Rory a little bit. Who Dan introduced me to. Well, kids, I'm going to unplug us then, if that's okay. Thank you all. I really look forward to these so much. I have to tell you, um, on my walks over here, I just... I think I just I just get so excited to hear everybody's work and whether it's new or old, just all of these different points of view and the way that everybody's treating language and looking at it. Just it's it's precious and not in a gross way, but like in a really beautiful way like that. I, but I just thank you. I value you all very much and I really appreciate you and your time and letting uh, this be projected into the world at Mutiny Radio. So thank you. Um, See you guys. Everybody next week. Bye, fam. Thank you so much for Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 There we go. Hey, everybody. Another excellent uh, stuff. I'm going to see if um, Latoya can call now. Can you call now? And send it off. Boom. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. It was a little bit longer on CPCO. We went into some Call Me Tim. I'm hoping that the Sheriff of Truth gives me a jingle. A wrinkle jingle. Uh, but until then, oh my gosh. If you haven't heard yet, AquaQ from AquaQ Labs. Wow. The coolest, weirdest stuff. Um, and he's been sending me his stuff, and I dig it so hard. I tell you what. So I'm going to play a new one that I just got in today until the Sheriff of Truth calls and can tell me what's going on in the world. All right. Chattering deep into the light, bright lovings of patterned feet is this podcast brought to you on the anchor.fm platform from the labs of aqua q anchor.fm is available for ios and android brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty free music and sound effects that make you sound from the radiophonic workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve available everywhere podcasts are free just do the q characters paged dot dot their pagers went off 
all simultaneously, and they looked down, from across the world and onto their wrists. Dot. The screens blinked a bit, the three of them paused and waited for it to clear. Aria was sitting in a coffee shop outside of Geneva. Again, she thought her pinkish golden watch timed as selected when it was time for a time away and this was it. Q was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like. And Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time, no joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there Q? What's the dinging about? We're all about with our business and the proceedings are proceeding with process and necess. As needed, Aria thought he might hear it but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about and I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story folks. They seem on about a traquel as you know how he can fly time and the like, and so. Silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun, from this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars and the odd slipping in at the right moments and such. But geez. 101 pages on this one, and several copies for the crew, and still three hours until the next. Shoot he dropped the papers. About time something happened, he paused and looked towards the ground, as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards and in the gutter. His watch chimed and the haptics hit up Arya's beat. Tap tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto. Ache you? Ari equipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda, and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Arya. The onto is onto the floor and chores like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral bound and booked up like a top shelf, for this pack of loose papers now, a bit dirty and, well, not in yourself, I can see that. Is that a pocket protector? No it's a packet of gum. It's for the, fresh. Anyway how's your end? Arya's end was just fine and sitting, just and there and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the. Oh, surprise. Q blurted out. And bent over to pick up the quarter on the street. Damn it's a regular one. You'd hope for a 1964 silver ore, but anyway. The story is carrying on, and it's just time not carrying it anymore, it's toppled into the streets and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground, and the cup hit square bottom and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the papers. He took a quick photo, shuffled them together, and straightened his back up a bit. Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the spill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering, now, I'll just get on and cross splash check it from the place. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrive, I hope it wasn't a creamy one. Anyway, nice idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew, but why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page any page? And was a simultaneous chagrin from the crew. 
split. Miranda's power was out, and just shrugged and put her watch on the charger. It's this sort and sordid chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness wherein their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the, shoot, and more so since the, oh yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Q jabbed a stick of gum into his mouth and hummed up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing. Buzzed. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent entryway, and some wooden doors towards the left and right, but walked straight up center. To the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering, and the floor he was to go to was. He glanced. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from Mad Tong and his bubble gum fingers. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. When he was onto the floor, he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway, and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. She didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And a coffee. I heard about it. She stated in a slate gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well it's time and a half to type these up, so type there but out of order, so that'll be. She punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be alright if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know. With the pages and all. You know what happened with. Tron. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. She nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out, shielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? The. Hugh found it impossible not to beam, and look around at the place. And there she is, It only folks. takes one word to get into this Heck yeah, there she is. There she is. Hello. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. You're hello, back. Everyone. I'm back from the Midwest. Wow. Hello. Wow. And I'm biting my fingernails. How I'm was it back there? Where are they really all Trump supporters? Well, luckily I was in Kansas City, but you know I have family in Kansas, so I visit. So they're hardcore Kansas City. I mean Kansas, but you don't see them as much in the city. Yeah. But my home state, Missouri, they're some fucking idiots. So 
I don't know how many times I can say that, but my people, I what I saw there was uh, in a lot of the black neighborhoods, I saw a bunch of Biden and Harris, you know, good. so that was good. Like, you know, and even in the downtown area where it's more progressive, um, I saw a bunch of liberal, or liberal, uh, uh, Biden and Harris signs. But, you know, when I went out to Kansas, because my uh, aunt and uncle live out there, I saw a bunch of Trump stuff. So, but really? that's in the suburbs of Kansas, yeah. I mean, I, I figured that was, you know, of course that was going to happen. I knew that. But I'm biting my nails about, I'm glad that we got Wisconsin. Right. So, and Michigan, right? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Which I'm still finding, oh, finding my nails about that. Um, well, that's the, the thing that the thing that I'm nervous about is when Biden gets to 270 and he's almost there. Right. Trump is still going to put that's why he put Amy Coning Barrett on the Supreme Court or whatever. He he's going to try to bring it to them and try to overturn it basically yeah. what's, but what's going to happen is the democrats will fight hard and the thing that i'm recognizing now is this is what should have happened in 2000 but the democrats rolled over because al gore we, that's what they do they we could have in 2000 al gore could have taken it he could have sued he could have but he just said all right i concede like right after and so this fight that's going to be happening for the next weeks and weeks and weeks, who knows if we'll even have a president by next year, the, the lawsuits and all of this, this is what should have happened 20 years ago. And so now it's happening now, and we're behind the times, which is unfortunate. It's, 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 it's happening all over again. It's like a flashback, you know. Except this time we're like, not going to oh roll my... over because I guess George Bush wasn't that bad. I, well, I'm – uh, I'll just put it to you this way. I'm more paying attention to the Senate, if anything, because that's important because we've already lost a seat and gained one. Yeah. So right now it looks like 47 Democrats, 48 Republicans. Oof. So, I mean, we have some – we also have some races that are still too close to call in Georgia mm. for a Senate seat. I mean, people are worried about the president. I'm freaking out about the Senate because – we know Mitch McConnell has got his seat back. Congratulations, Kentucky. You're still a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> um, and then the DNC, again, I don't know how many times I have to repeat myself. Putting moderates in a race against these evil damn Republicans does not work. You need to put in progressives. Yeah. Putting yeah. in your basic neoliberal hack is not going to work. That is not how you win races. And again, I'm I'm here are the people I'm mad at right now. Marcus told me not to blame anybody, but I'm gonna be petty because if everyone else is gonna be uncivil and an asshole, I'm gonna partake into it. Sure. So right now I am blaming Latinos, Florida, good job. I'm blaming black men. You're a bunch of coons. They voted for Trump? Black I, dudes? Black dudes are voting for Trump? Yes. No. Why would they vote against yes. a guy? What? He still hasn't stood up against white supremacy. He still you hasn't. You know what? Because I'm going to say this about some of my brothers. Not all. But some brothers feel going up 
and being like a white man makes them closer to a white man when they're far from. And those brothers are delusional. Those are the brothers that use are that sell out their own people, who dismiss black women, yeah. who most of the time they 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 bathe in white supremacy ideology. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist. Wow. Um, and so, and then let's talk about those fuck faces, Cubans and Venezuelans in South Florida. So what is that? What that is about? We know with Cuba, that goes all the way back to the 1960s when they left Cuba uh, during the Kennedy uh, years and the Bay of Pigs and during Castro. Okay, so we're talking 60 years ago, 55 years ago. Okay, got it. They've always voted Republican. But now they feel like they're so close to whiteness, and they feel as if – because – a lot of people in the Latin community have issues with each other within that community. Like a lot of people tend not to like Cubans because they are stuck up and they are, they're racist. A lot of Cubans are racist against, I'm just going to call it out against who anti-black against black. Really? There is a thing in the Latin community and they're so confused. You have dark ass, Dominicans who say, I'm not black, I'm Dominican. You know, it's really bad in the Latin community. And, you know, here's the thing. Though there are Mexican and Central American kids that are locked in those cages, those are their own people. But does it look like they care? Not much at all. So they're for that. So good for you. You're a bunch of field tamazes. Okay, moving on. DNC. Um, this is exactly what I was going to be afraid of. This is why people were riding for Bernie so hard. Yeah. Because when you put in a basic moderate, people, we know there's not going to be any change with that. We know the only reason why people like us vote for Biden out of the progressive wing is because we need to get Trump out. Right. Not that any, Biden's by gonna any means, any, any functioning adult. My cat, my cat is a better president, uh, has more empathy but, in his little kitty heart. Right. And, you know, the thing is the DNC keeps setting themselves up for fuckery. Mm. Like with uh, the, uh, the woman that was running up against Mitch McConnell instead of uh, uh, Charles Booker, who was close to winning, but Amy McGrath, that's her name. Amy McGrath was Trump light, who the DNC brought in. So, you know, so she can be kind of Trump lenient. That doesn't work. Being a moderate and being toward, toward a moderate Republican does not. This is not 1996. This ain't even 200. This ain't even 2006. Yeah. There is no such thing as moderate. And there is no such thing as putting someone that is maybe they'll they'll get Trump voters. Fuck Trump voters. Fuck them. They're gone. It's a cult. Don't try to win them over. Right. Why do you keep bashing your head in the same freaking wall? And it, and it makes you look weak. And you know what else makes you look weak? What happened in Texas with the bus over the weekend? What happened with Texas with the bus over the weekend? I'm sorry. I've been okay, doing comedy, so, and I'm like in this – I'm in a whole dream world of like, well, I don't know what's going on okay. in the world. So 
Um, the last stitch efforts uh, to when they were campaigning, uh, Biden and Harris were in Texas. There's a, a the bus was traveling from San Antonio to Austin. And then what happens on the highway is you have these Trump supporters with their Trump flags trying to run this road. What? It's on camera. It's on video. The person who did it, had, he's got a, a arrest record long for days. He hasn't been arrested. It's not like we don't have his license plate, their license plate, because it was several cars. And he hasn't. They haven't been arrested yet. No. Wow. But they tried to run this bus off the road. And you know what? You know what the what the Biden bus and what the uh the Biden Harris campaign did? Hmm. They took they tucked their tails in and canceled their events in Texas. Wow. Now is that weak or is that weak? I mean fear for the safety of I get the fear of their safety. But what you just proved to them right there not only were those people, the Trump supporters, cowards and evil and sick and demented by trying to literally run a bus and possibly kill people because of your guy, but yeah. the Biden-Harris campaign totally looked weak, just like the Democrats themselves. Well, and Okay, okay, we got threatened, so we're going to go back home now. Okay, scary. And the, the question you is, win. if when Biden wins, because I'm trying to try to be positive about this, I mean, is the first thing he does, is he going to let the kids out of cages? Uh, is he going to, like, <laughs> is there so much to be undone? Can it be undone? Like, Well, here's the, here's the part, the reason why I paid attention to the Senate so much, because if the Democrats would have taken over the Senate and Trump still wins, he could be our puppet. Uh, we could get him to tell because the Senate has a lot. Believe it or not, the Senate has a lot more power sometimes more than the president. Sure, okay, they can veto. Said, yeah. With that being said, if it is if the Senate, if the Republicans do hold the Senate and we get Biden, you know what that means? That also means we're not going to get certain things. Right. Nothing's going to get on done. The progressive agenda. Yeah. Exactly. It's going to come like up against a wall deal, every time. There you go. Yeah. That there you go. And you know the Democrats like to play all nice, and then they're gonna probably work with Mitt Romney, who I don't know why people think like, oh Mitt Romney. I had to tell my mom about him today. Saying she was trying to tell me that he's moderate. I'm like, do you know how many times this guy has voted along with Trump? Yeah. Do you know he is the one that sided with putting Amy Cokehead Barron. Or whatever that bitch's name Barry, is, in yeah. the Supreme Court. So she really is in the like, Supreme Court now, honey. Yes, they, they nominated her. Yeah, I didn't think it went through. No, I didn't she's know she's not it a went nominee through. anymore. No, she's not a nominee. They actually let it through. I'm, that she makes swore, me really, really. She's sworn in. She's sworn in. That's really upsetting. That's bigger than the. I think that's even bigger than the, the presidency right now because she's in there for, a billion years. And did he put her there so quickly so that when all this stuff goes down with the Supreme Court, yep. that she'll absolve him? I mean, that's terrible. That's like, it's like insider trading. It seems so obvious to me. And I'm like not a political scholar in any means, but that just seems this is like, common sense. just seems too obvious. And here's another thing. And I'm glad you were speaking on this too. Also with the Senate, another thing that we could have had, we 
if we had more of the Democrats in the Senate, hopefully we will get some more. I'm praying. Without that, we can't put anyone onto the Supreme Court. Exactly. We 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 lose our power. That's the thing. Is if it's a Republican Senate, but what if we've got the House of Representatives? What if we've got a Democratic House of Representatives, a Democratic President, and a Republican Senate? It's still going to be a stalemate, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we're damned if we do, and we're damned if we don't. But I think we're so more you, damned. You... We're more damned if we keep Trump. If if Trump if Trump is reelected, I I. I don't even want like my brain can't even think of this dystopian world that we're going to be burgeoning into if if he truly gets another 4 years. And in fact, if he does get another 4 years, I really start I need to start thinking about some kind of exit plan from the United States. I I honestly don't think that I can call myself an American and live in a place where so many human rights are being infringed upon, and in the in the name of the Constitution and and in the United States and the America that we believe in, or whoever, like all of the our free speech speech rights are going to be repealed. I think everything's going to change. He's fascist, and he has no heart, and he's an idiot. And it, what and he's it, doing with other countries, his his like him being buddies with North Korea, Obama would never have stood for that because Obama was like. No, we can't be buddies with North Korea while they're having without them removing the arms, you know, the the their their nuclear weapons, you know, that and but Trump's like, yeah, we're buddies. It's good. Everything's fine. And it's like, yeah, but well, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, you know, the thing is, when you have, you know, I'm even worried about even if Joe Biden gets in, how everything is just going to be stagnant. And, you know, have these – Joe Biden, um, it, there's going to be a little bit more sanity, but you have to be careful with a moderate Democrat and a Republican Senate because they get things done on the corporate level that they want to get done. Yeah. And we need to fight the hell because here's the thing they'll just go right back to doing things in secrecy oh you know in yeah. contrast to we have loud mouth 45 but another fear is even if biden wins oh my god those cult 45 cult members yeah. ooh, they are going to those are going to be the new ISIS. You really think so? You think that the the Trump Honey. supporters, if when Biden is truly elected, they're going to. You think they're going to start a civil war? Do you think oh, they're yeah. going to incite riots and stuff? Yes, of course. But if Trump wins, will there be riots? Will of we course. incite riots? So really, either way, you're predicting. Yes. The Altic, I think uh, the, we said this the last the time. La the Latoya, the sheriff of truth, predicts that either way, violence, rioting. Do you know that um, in Oakland, the Seven um, Eleven by Lake Merritt that I often frequent while well, I I got to guest host Fairyland last night, but um, they boarded everything up, and I think it's and a exactly. lot of places in Oakland have boarded everything up this week because people are really concerned 
I think, on a large scale about rioting. They did it in downtown Kansas City. I heard they were doing it here. Oof. Yeah, but there's nothing yeah. to riot about yet. We still don't know. There's no outcome. So how can I we mean, riot? I mean, you always want to be prepared. Just like gun sales are up. Oh, my God. Well, and COVID, uh, 100,000 new cases last Friday. I just found out a family member. I had two family members. One, my cousin, who got it, and oh. she lost her taste buds. Um, and then my friend, who's, uh, my best friend, who passed away earlier this month, oh. her parents, her father just got out of the hospital with COVID after having to bury a child. Oh, my God. Jesus. I'm going to get tested again tomorrow because I've been not only in Missouri, but I was in Texas. Mm. I was in Kansas, you know. Yeah. I heard Texas doesn't give a fuck. They're not wearing masks. I heard people in Texas are just like, and there were even Trump rallies where people weren't wearing masks, which I think is insane. And, you know, just last weekend, he left his own supporters Stranded in the cold twice in Omaha, Nebraska, and in Pennsylvania. He so, and up. they still voted for him. But you know what it tells me is we are, you know, America is like a battered girlfriend, but she still likes her boyfriend to beat her. Mm. Yeah. You know, America, she's a battered bitch, and she's just like, I'm not ready to leave him yet. Well, it's. I mean, I guess is it the promises that he makes or the ideas? What promises? I don't he know. That's the thing. No I, I haven't heard any promises. White supremacy. Yeah, white supremacy. White supremacy. We didn't build a That's wall, what did it we? Is. We didn't build a wall in front of Mexico. That was all just a big – it never happened, right? Like this is how – I don't even know what's going on in the world at all. Like, I do. It's all talk for me. It's like I, I'm so I'm, – I'm, I'm so out of it. I have so much – and like you said, don't be afraid because that's what they want. But I mean, don't be worried. But I mean, I'm trying to stay healthy about it. Oh, I didn't say don't worry. Well, you were saying uh, don't don't I'm let worried. the fear. Don't let them see you be scared right. and in fear. Right. Well, they smell. They feed off that. Oh God. I, I mean, cause don't get me wrong. Am I having feelings of fear? Yeah, but I don't want them to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. The, because they feed on that shit. Oh, I've learned. I've recently learned what, how, you know, and that's the thing. We are all just people. But as people, on small scales and large scales, we're still trying to form this hierarchy. And, like, somehow we put the biggest, ugliest, most horrible bully at the top. And he brought all his cool kid friends together. And they're shitting on everyone. Not everyone, only the poor people, because all the rich buddies still get whatever they want. But they're shitting on everyone. And that people are still like, yeah, this is our guy. It's that, it's, it's what you're saying. It's this battered boyfriend. It's this hit me, hurt me, make me feel cheap. I still love you kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. And, you know, it also lets me know that America rather be a white supremacist country. It rather it rather be white supremacist, selfish, violent, vulgar, evil, lying, cheap, fat, obese, unhealthy, diseased, 
greedy mm. country. Right. Oh, I forgot polluted. Polluted. <laughs> yeah. Like the earth, too, you know? Just the whole denying of... Uh, den- well, first, denying of science. Like, science is real. And with the global warming isn't real. Obviously, climate change and global warming is real. Obviously. And it's not just the way the Earth's doing it. It's it's from the removal of fossil fuels. It's happened over the last, since the Industrial Revolution, pretty much. We've just been decimating the world around us. And uh, so there's that. First, there's science is real. And with and human rights are real. Misogyny. Like, the, the grabbing by the pussy that we didn't four years ago go... Half of our people are are women, and women are people, and you're talking about assaulting them, and everyone's still okay with that. You're basically, you're okay with killing black people, assaulting women, and um, hating any minority. How is that? How does that make people? And white supremacy. Yeah. Minority is the wrong word. Just, yeah. It's just. It's straight up racism. And that's why I'm going to get rid of this people of color bullshit. Mm. You know why? Because there are people of color that are white supremacists. <laughs> well, it's if you're, you know. and there's women who are misogynists when you support. Oh, exactly. When you support the, the overarching power, you become a part of it. You're, you are supporting it. Like by, by, by not, maybe by not riling against it, you are supporting it. By not pointing out that it's wrong. And it's the same thing. It's like I was just on the last Zoom call with the people in Glasgow. We were talking about racism. And a guy at somebody's work just kind of casually said a really racist thing. And he had to call him out for it and say, like, no, you don't get to talk like that here. And, you know, I I used to let things slide. And there was the lady – I was at a comedy show um, in – Castro Valley and the bartendress saw my fuck Trump jacket and she was like so don't all lives matter and I said well you know black lives matter is a specific movement because they've been systematically oppressed by our system for by our government since the beginning of time and they haven't been recognized for the gifts and it wasn't gifts we stole them we stole them we dehumanized them and we're jerk faces so do all lives matter? That's not the movement. The movement is black lives matter. And, and by saying all lives matter, you're negating the idea that they've been oppressed and that it's time to stop murdering them on the street by the police, by the powers that be. When the people in charge are just willy-nilly able to murder a segment, any segment of the population, whether it be black people or women, or but, but right now it's black people. So we have, we have to recognize it. And we can't be like, I'm butthurt because I'm white and all lives matter. It's like, hey, baby, you yeah, got the privilege it's, your it's, whole it's, life, and it's time to recognize that privilege. It's it's like it's like saying you have the whole like cancer. It's like cancer wellness awareness, and then someone says, well, what about uh, what about pneumonia? Right, right. People die from that, and it's just like, well, yeah. There, you know, we care if people die about from ammonia, but it's also we're celebrating cancer right now because <laughs> cancer's killing more people. 
right? That's, that's exactly, right? It exactly makes sense. I think that's a sense. great analogy. It's a, it's a great analogy, I, absolutely. I yeah. think that's a great analogy. It's really great, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because if it's, if it's cancer aware, if it's breast cancer awareness month, and then you're like, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Psoriasis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, but psoriasis doesn't kill you. Like, it's just sort of annoying, and it's on your skin, and it's like, you're fine. You're fine. You're okay. Let's celebrate cancer. It's not, I mean, no, but it's, right. we have, it, we you have. You know, it's like, it's the same thing. So it's just like, and I'm glad you, you spit that fire to her too. You know, because yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. people need to hear, and sometimes people will listen. Some pe- Sometimes they won't. But if someone, if you know what you're talking about, you need to, you, ladies and gentlemen, explain to these people, like a five-year-old, and then maybe they'll hear you, maybe they won't, but at least you told them. Right. You know, rather than just say nothing or be complacent. Right. Yeah. Saying nothing and being complacent, that's why we're here now. Right. And then they win. And it's just such And you know what? And, and, then, and then down the road, it gets shitty for you. Right. Because yeah. it's a domino effect. When they come for us, they're going to be coming for you next. It's true. Well, it's that's how it goes. And I, when I, when I think about the other side, when I think about the Trumpians, I think close-mindedness. I think greed. Uh, greed. Um, but mostly close-mindedness. I'm like, are they truly voting the way they are because they don't like the gays and the blacks and the is it like and, and the abortion people who have abortions and stuff and they and, and they really hate liberals and it's, the liberals it's the same it's the same white supremacist trope that america has been built on right it's not this it's nothing's changed you know the thing is now you have the fact in contrast to the 60s these same white supremacists still hated homosexuals they just didn't say it oh. you know because homosexuals were out and then, you know, come the 70s, you add the feminist movement into that, and they really didn't like y'all, so you add that to the mix. It, it, you know, it's just, a, it's just a building book. And they've always hated liberals. Yeah. I mean, I hate some liberals because some liberals are racist. So <laughs> that's what I don't get. I'm like, you guys, are, you guys would probably get along if you guys just talk. <laughs> I know, but, and isn't that it? <laughs> to, for the love of God, the only way... The only way to get through any problem is honestly to talk it out. And when people, and not to Facebook it out, and not to text it out, but to literally, although phone calls calls are pretty good, but face-to-face, having a listening conversation is kind of the only way to work it out, I think, in every, in any situation, in any situation. I've always thought that. I got really drunk last night, and Jonathan was trying to give me some advice, and I was having a really hard time hearing it, and I was twisting what he was saying because I was pretty wasted, and I was turning it into <laughs> a very poor me kind of thing. I was like, but I get it. I get what he was – but the problem was I've learned that it's impossible to communicate with drunk people. It's impossible to be sober and communicate with a drunk person, and it's impossible to have – to be drunk and have somebody effectively communicate with you. Um, I've learned that, but then 
I've also learned that I spend a large majority of my life, not a lot, not anymore, not as much as I used to, but last night I was wasted. And so I was having a hard time. It wasn't the right time to bring up stuff, I think. And I was having a hard time hearing it. I don't know where I was going with that. I think it's from the communication thing though, is that it's the only way to augment anyone's behavior is by talking to them sincerely and saying, hey, because I mean, I wish I could talk to Republicans about that and be like, tell them my abortion jokes, but like in a serious way and be like, hey, you know what? Like you really wouldn't have wanted, abortions are good for some people. Like me, and it's none of your business whether I have one or not because it's my body. And Exactly. But to force, to force me to have a kid, I'm just, I would love to sit down with a with a person who's super super pro life and try to explain to them why it is so you know, important to give women the option and the right and the the human right and the choice to not ruin their life potentially and the life of another person. I well, think it's a really responsible point. choice. And the point is, you know, the thing is the hypocrisy on the other other side because there's so many dirty sinners and, and evil motherfuckers on that side. And, you know, the hypocrisy along with the you're pushing your agenda and my ideas on me. You can live your life however you want. That's what we're fighting for is we don't care if you are a Bible-thumping Oh yeah, God fearing, you know, love it, gun toting. But my thing is, that's you. You go ahead and do you, boo. That's how you want to live. But don't you be pushing that shit on me. Just like I'm not gonna push my fact that if you're pro-life, okay, cool. I'm pro-choice, so let it be. Right. I'm not gonna push you to be pro pro-choice. You know why? Because that's just how you feel. But here's another thing that you have to think about, too, in the hypocrisy. So if you're pro-life and you're for the death penalty, how does that make sense? Because that's not pro-life. Exactly. So that's what I'm talking about with the hypocrisy. So they got to be careful what they say because it doesn't make sense. Right. You're you're pro-life, but after kids get murdered and slaughtered in a school more than once, more than twice, you know— you still haven't done anything to help children, to right, put right. kids in safety with gun measures and gun laws protecting, you know, the family because it's family values. No one's taking your guns away now. You can shoot, shoot, shoot. But what we're trying to say is those people who are responsible, they have the right to own a gun. Sure. I don't have a problem with people having guns. I don't have a problem. And again, I agree with you. I don't have a problem but, with people being pro-life. But, but don't tell is, me to like, be pro-life because we all need the right and the privilege. Right. Like they, they, they can have all the babies they want. That's fine. Right. But to 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 put that morality and that stance onto someone else, who, I, I mean, honestly, when in it. having a kid and it ain't even moral. No, not. It's, <laughs> well, that's the thing is that if I had a kid. I would do some immoral shit. I, I'm sure I would not. I would not have the capacity to be the mother that I'd want to be. I wouldn't because I'd, I'd want to continue living my life the way I've always wanted to live it. And if I had, 
I mean, I can't even deal with a relationship hampering me being me. So a child? Oh, gross. Like, it'd just be a terrible thing. It would have been terrible, and it's never going to happen, and I'm very, very lucky. Um, although, that being said, I have an IUD, and if I, like, got and – I'm, and I'm going through menopause. I haven't had a period in four months. If I did get pregnant at this point – I probably would have it because it would be a miracle baby because A, I'm going through menopause and B, I have an IUD in. So if it's somehow like <laughs> avoided the copper pool sweeper that keeps out all the dead babies and like started <laughs> growing or whatever, I'd be like, well, fuck, sure. I, this may, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. I guess this. this is my destiny. I guess yeah. this is my destiny. That's why I look exactly. and present so young is that I'm supposed to live, I'm supposed to raise a child or something but this is all i just this is that's a fictional pam i can't even imagine not even anyway anyway it all I goes mean, you can me. always have a what a what if moment a what but, if moment. you know yeah, exactly because moments. that's they they feel that we there are certain uh, demographic of women that feel like oh we use uh an abortion as a birth control that no. is not true for the majority no. of women. No now, one wants to have an abortion. That is the dumbest thing that anybody could ever say. Yeah, I just right. figured I'd just have unpredicted sex willy-nilly because I'll just, I don't know, have an abortion. Like, nobody wants to go through that. Nobody wants, like, not only, I mean, just just in the scheduling itself, it's a pain in the ass because. And here's <laughs> another thing. I There are certain women that I've I've met some females who've had more than two or three. And I th- actually, by that p- point, stupid, because now you're hurting your body. So Maybe. why don't you just get on? Why don't you just get on birth control so you can avoid donating your money to the clinic? Yeah, or or the IUD and is a great is a great. Uh, IUDs are great. They really are. Well, but the yeah, problem you still have course, to that's what I'm saying. just don't have unprotected sex with like guys willy nilly because you'll still get STDs. It doesn't make any difference about that. Da-na-na-na, the more you exactly. know. Exactly. I mean, because some dumb people might think that, and I, if you have an IUD, that it means like, oh, I'm, but no, you could still get what, all kinds of STDs. It just keeps away the dead yeah, babies. Yeah, AIDS is still around, kids. I know, and it right? Nowhere. Oh my <laughs> God, AIDS is still around, and so's like gonorrhea and chlamydia. And all kinds of things. They totally still exist. Somebody was just trying to call in, and I wonder, whenever you hear that, it means somebody else is trying to call in. So oh. I, don't, I didn't mean to go from, like, the political to, well, we're still talking about, our women's bodies are political. I mean, because we're still, they're still inside our uterus, and everything's still happening, and grabbing our pussies and whatnot. And we did get to vote. Yay! I mean, don't turn that back too. Let's not, lest us not forget. It wasn't that long ago that women weren't able to vote, and that who was that lady who was like, "Yeah, it should be per household, and just you should vote like your husband votes." Or your oh, husband that votes. that that cunt. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. What was her name? I, I'm glad I forgot it. Yeah, me too. Because that was like, oh pop- god. That's that. That shit's real. You know, I I have to find her name so our audience knows who we're talking about. Um, she was a woman that basically wanted to have one man, one vote household. <laughs> what if a woman lives alone? What if she's a single mom? What if you're not married? Can't vote? It's like only marriage is between a man and a woman. And only a man. Abby Johnson. Abby Her Johnson. name is Abby Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Abby Johnson! 
Her well, name's Abby. She definitely doesn't want to think for herself. And you know what? That's her choice. That's the thing. If you want to keep the traditional contract of marriage where a woman is basically sold from her family to another family for a price or for a deal or a reason or land or whatever, and then you have to obey your husband and do whatever he says and have lots and lots of babies and he can beat you up. The rule of thumb, you know, you're not allowed to beat your wife with anything thicker than your thumb. It's the rule of thumb. That's why they, when I say, oh, am I being too heavy-handed of a feminist? The term heavy-handed comes from beating your wife. Don't be heavy-handed because that means you leave a mark. And if you leave a mark, then people know you beat your wife. I mean, these are all just euphemisms and cliches that exist in our language. And we know that cliches only exist because they're said over and over and over. And so hate women, you know, bite the hand that feeds you and uh, abuse abuse the one who takes no, care more of like you. Bite the, more like bite the cooter that spits you out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Bite the vagina, bite the vagina that gives you life. Exactly. Oh, I love the birds in the background. That's romantic. But oh, no. those are. That's well, the, I gotta go. You gotta go. You're the best. Thank you for the update. Is so Biden's? Do you know what the numbers are right now? Can you give us the numbers? Is he at 270? Yes. Yeah, let, let me look right now. So what we have right now. Thank you for your time. Uh, it's my Karen voice. My Karen voice. Thank right, you for your time. Right now. So we are right now. Uh, those birds. Harbingers of death. Those Biden birds. at 264. Oof. 264. And Trump is still at two, and Trump 214. Biden only has eight. He can win it. We need 270 to win. Wow. Oh, my gosh. He can take it. You know, I'm not really one, not really one for prayer lately, but I am going to look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus and say, please, dear sweet baby Jesus, Dear sweet baby Jesus in a cradle, in a manger, sweet, sweet baby, baby Jesus, please, please, please let Biden win. Please. Sweet baby Jesus, I'm begging you. Okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. All right. Love you. Talk to you next week. Love you. Hopefully everything's going to be great. Yay, bye. Yay. Sheriff of Truth. Um, hey, someone was trying to call earlier, and I don't know if it was real or fake or whatever. You know, you can always give me a call, 415-550-0511, if you ever want to talk about anything. I'm here. Uh, if you want to reach out and communicate with, with me in any way, you can do that. <laughs> All of my messages are subterfuge. You have no idea what I'm talking about. All right, so... Speaking of no idea what we're talking about, um, we're going to go back to the rest of Aqualabs that I'm, like, obsessed with now. Um, <laughs> I keep kind of starting this one. I just got it today from um, AquaQ Labs. And uh, characters paged. And I started it, and then uh, the Sheriff of Truth called. So I'm going to guess that we were about here. Okay. Um, thanks for joining me today with Some Call Me Tim and AltaCast. Uh, thanks to Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, and during the AltaCast, Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. 
oh, Aaron, I need to talk to you. I hope everything's okay. Hey, again, mutinyradio.fm. That's what we're here for. We're here for free speech and radical self-expression. There's a show tonight at Asiento, and there's, like, I think, like, one table left if you want to grab it, have dinner, and listen to some really great comedy, really, really funny people, Drea Myers, Orion Levine, Michael Bonds, and me, and, oh, Adam Close, oh, and Josh Kahn are all going to be on tonight on that show, and then this Friday at 7 o'clock, we have the outdoor comedy, so get bundled up, friends, and come out and laugh because what else the fuck we gonna do am i right all right thanks for listening i've been your host pam benjamin and uh oh also on thursday i'm at the ballpark in the marina and it's called it's done by pete balmer and jeff dean thank you boys for booking me it's at 7 30 i believe the show and it's at some moscone park it's in the ballpark. It's really, really cool, and it's in the marina. Look it up. And uh, it's another free show. Bye. Thanks. It's the sort and sordid chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness when their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the shoot, and more so since the... Oh, yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Q jabbed a stick of gum into his mouth and hummed up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing. Buzzed. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent entryway, and some wooden doors towards the left and right, but walked straight up center to the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering, and the floor he was to go to was. He glanced. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from Mad Tong and his bubble gum fingers. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. When he was onto the floor, he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway, and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. She didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And a coffee. I heard about it. She stated in a slate gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well it's time and a half to type these up, so type there but out of order, so that'll be. She punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be alright if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know, with the pages and all. You know what happened with Tron. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. She nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out, shielded. 
the door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? The. Hugh found it impossible not to beam, and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well. Heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk and began to write a few words. The women looked on the bit begruzzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light, and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Stasis. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, for her. He still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with this thing, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes in the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglutosilicate. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflinks. And he blinked at her. She looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. Same guy, I can see. Incredible taste, in. What was it again? Everything? Came the response. The form that follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a package designed in for and with and. Well this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. In truth, there were no numbers. This was pure life, on whatever surface and surfaced and still, and still enough to travel and. It likes light she said and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like light, it likes to sleep as well. The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied solves your problem, if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do because we can't lose these. It's that simple. And they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life, and that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and this is the style breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagined. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid. She noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed glass from a satellite, onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the glass, electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac. Funny thing it was noticed right away because the little guys camoed themselves into a landing stripe sign the guys had never seen before. It was like a cross between a danger do not land signal, and a tangent on where they all wanted.
part shaped by emotion shapes emotion, emoted and traveled or not to dream and know the future tense as it is, is only that and the dreamery is the brain to heart correlation with the motor power or not also. Consider our friend in a wheelchair, or perhaps deft or not to speak but to use a computer's voice and perhaps far away this bit of AI he's chosen is his lyrical of himself processed through a menagerie of imagery and thus is the friendly side he meant to be in the to be known magical part of speech that we cannot yet see. So back to hearts, and be they may at your back. When wind and snails be preferred is up to and the willingness of one's own mode of motor described desire in the psyche and astral globules of unplanary planetary as we are, spherical and lexical and obvious in our bodies of body and language, from shadows towards light and to be seen as shapes or given the power to utilize and spread and give light to another, surely is the, what the hell am I going to do with all this light, as I can't carry it far enough with me without a purpose and a means to do so. And what instructions indeed have I been given to use it, for just to make myself look beautiful or to make a path or signal to my friends or those nearby, perhaps even unknowing to myself, as to where the light, and by light I mean oxygen in the paths traveled in love and blood, from the imagination and through to the motor reflexes of the shapes of our beings, and beginnings as we shall be known in the moments through childhood and this presence of a present and present day, life. So we covered spaces, and spaces cover us or mingle and allow one to mingle with our notions of motion, and our multitasking is thusly automatic as our intentions coincide with one another, but what in these days of strife or perhaps a lacking in the motion equations of participation in the needed and essentially manageable ways and means, as indicative of the contagion, which is life or death or some means in between, as to be settled, swarmed or lifted and carried forward in the exacting and plus economy of our own bodies to pick up and generate new cells. Cellular communication, as the breadth of living that occurs in their lifetimes is enough to signal and protect themselves and orient their own modes of transport towards the will and willingness of the rest of our bodies, and by that I mean all our bodies, as path colloidities, to say plainly that mixture of paths which neither combined, yet are in a singular or multifaceted arrangement of like and kind or distraught and measurable. And so science brings us to the doctor, where a good one with simple touch will remind us how the body is meant to work, and as observed by the patient, should indeed smile. You ever notice that you feel better at the doctor, even waiting in the waiting room your symptoms don't feel as bad, and perhaps you even feel silly just being there, as you try to describe yourself to yourself so you can be at your worst for your doc, to make the trip all the worthwhile. Silly. This is why they make you wait in that little room for 20 minutes, and as you obsess, they continue to maintain a calm, and perhaps it is this offset which gives them the calm to proceed with your own healing, if you have a good one and know him or her to be good. A good physical is always good, and a measure of that hard and some simple acknowledgments of numbers to please the pair of you. Well. And when you leave, of course you do the same behaviors that got you there in the first place, armed with this knowledge that things are actually okay, and that a few pills and a trip onward and some rest are all that is required. But what is actually happening? Well as you care for yourself, not only are you changing your behavior away from the normal humdrum etc but those around you actually see you caring, and by caring for yourself, you automatically care for others, and that bit of rest. And not a literal rest but a resting of an idea that health should be sought and maintained, 
inspires the change throughout our bodies to likewise, and that is what the cells know. And they know when it's time to be reclaimed into the body, and they do so in a means which allows enough health to flush them away and carry on their program and programming. Dot. There are several types of impedance for the bodies of motion to stay in motion, and hence the psychomotor abilities, and those are, oil. You need fluidity and bendability and this occurs with soft tissue, and the rest of the anatomy and of course oxygen delivered by the blood, and actually generated by a draw of your motor control and into your, shoulders perhaps, as your in erect homo sapien and your ability to be upright it always you coordination with the others to correlate a need to walk about and indicate your direction above blood and say lymph nodes and fluids which run in reverse to the blood for the flex motion and cleansing of said waste we have astral overlap should you be so lucky as to have these spin electrons as masses and your astral being as directed by your brain imagination and eyes as drawn well I don't know which right side they're drawn to only known they were seen upside down so perhaps they are imagined in the opposite direction, corollary to the planet's ground, and the reverse is what occurs within others, from either air to ground or ground up again, through and known by the many lines in the feet, as traveled and traveled further and which bits have crinkled, that that is really not the point at this point, but moving to another means of motor ability or inability, and that is sheer knowledge of proprioception versus what you know of your actual physicality. So that is where your body feels and sees itself and where it wants to go versus the internal feeling of the spatial orientation of bodies and overlap, as they might occur. This spacing and overlap is lasting until bodies have moved both in their physical and astral planes, or spheres depending on their centripetal air to ground, ground to body, or body to body, which is also a combination of these and the others. So back to our hearts, which work as our autonomic system and are only noticed when they're noticed, and because we cannot notice our entire bodies as individuals such discrete systems at once, the closed system continues to function to each other, with the chambers of the heart in particular control and satisfaction with its highest level, if that is accurate, protection against any sorts and mishaps that a bumbling being such as ourselves may come across, or over or under, or the combinations of a day yet to be lived, and so on. And so the body is satisfied when there is a planned solution, just like the visit to the doctor's office when you put your body on hold, or perhaps are told things are not quite as they rightly should be, and tap tap while they find an alternative to your behavior in your matters of matter and affairs. Perhaps they suggest one. So precipitously, and back to my condition of a sort of conditioned augmentation of corn or alcohol or perhaps the combinatory of the two as administered as a colorless odorless liquid, stirred in and kept in small batches for the nastiness of being nasty to a particular foe, in my case, me. I can only imagine the liver's inability to process this, as an enzyme and turn it to aldehyde, and simultaneously known as my current, and current body inability to metabolize standard alcohol, coupled with the knowledge that distilled spirits will never leave my body, or at least that is what is known to those around me. And while a simple beer may find an exit, something such as pure as vodka may sit and further warble around the liver and bodily fluids, fueled by food and liquid. I do know that in normality, food provides a body that can work out its own exchanges as we travel around, and that's why people move and eat and by having the opposing effect, our, 
and land hours again bodies are highly vulnerable to every overlap on the motor and astral planes and spherals, and that having a combination of the two, with again body to ground, and the reversal of images to and from the eyes, etc. Well, is the sort of exchange that can be lifted and often and often is by this ordering of non-ordering digits. When they're working and working correctly and not being grappled unto as in a hey what's this bitter bit here and can I fiddle with it? So just what would happen if the chemical could be neutralized and the body also could generate and regenerate itself? How would it precisely do so, with ideal of genetics? Perhaps we look into our own personal stem cells, as those are known to us and the yet undamaged ones may still and be able to direct a regrowth of a particular form of ourselves. However note that the means would offset a lifetime of such living, and would indeed likely alter the forms of others and maybe even upset at a great imbalance the effects we already have. Perhaps, although done so in a particularly healthy portion to start, may indicate a temporal success and not a drastic one as if to ask the body to rebuild the poorest portions of itself spontaneously and by direction at the weakest points in spatial time. Of course clearance and confirmation of the disintegration of said chemical would need to be confirmed, and perhaps this could be done via the pores, during a bursty and particular exercise and discrete swabbing at various points on the body, and as noted by the participant as to which bits are where and how much and etc. Even to go as a complicated touchpad where the body parts are observable magnetically and via touch screen by the participant as to confirm which part is moving and to what degree of discomfort each bits are care must be given to ground electrics, perhaps rigging a circle or pathway to walk with such a machine, and observe from this treadmill, underneath like a reversal of an LCD, the electrical capacitance of any small dot of a grid beneath where a special shoe is to be perhaps worn. Perhaps these shoes are permanent, and ideally shielded in one direction as to not unbalance, or perhaps like an active noise cancellation to find and cancel out the bits which are troubling or at least sour them to observe if they've decided to decycle and move along. Getting on with food a bit. It is now believed that eating has a sort of chatter with the earth and the others who had traveled before and are coming and so on, so that the earth and all beings, in particular humans, but literally down to the microbes beneath the soil, as a sort of advance warning for the energy produced versus the waste and hence the density of a planetary cleanup that will be required in air and soil once the energies have been utilized, and additionally signaling others to what direction and whether enough energy will be available for said anybody to reach their destination for the furthering of everything, even down to the placement and displacement of water, so that all systems are corollary to not only the balancing of a human being, to walk upright and travel by a sustainable means of the planet, but that communities of like kinds can be embedded with the planet and share a means for a means too on average or above, and literally from above, provide a wealth of watering or not as needed to provide this very complex yet automatic equation of providing even for the lasting of these microbes who have received your food electrical instructions and are carrying about their planning and work. Of course in a city, while our communication must reach them, the soil must be dead or going mad trying to discover what has been said to them at all times. With people walking around well fed and no return, sans a sanitary cleanup, which is maintained outside the scope and instructions of a standard speed of living adjustment of a happy life for itself. And this leaves us with an odd exchange with the planet and we put more work into creating this sanitation, and hence as a non-return for ourselves and the planet further, 
and so allows us to offset further and consume what is not needed, and further not observable to ourselves in our immediate nature, hence, junk food. Tastes good. That's not the end, or end of it. If you get my drift, which you don't because it long and far away down a pipe and mixed in with a manual enzyme which are fed separately and introduced to do the job of being happy with their caged up living arrangements. Anyway, this is why our toxic to the planet, and why the planet, while trying its damnedest to provide for us, continues to be shielded by our own selves, as we appear to be clean and smell nice, and continue to occupy the spaces in excess of our actual astral health and wealth, keeping our nomadic lifestyle on we going, at least in terms of having to move around every so and so again to be in a new place and hope nobody notices. Dot. So as this experiment goes, the properties of the food one consumes is directly related to its electrical properties to the ionic currents of the earth. Consider an oily substance, will also disencourage a stickiness to the planet, and hence the leapfrogginess which should be sticky and communicative to the pad, and in which direction to move and jump, to catch that flying land again or find a mate, etc., slips away and causes this disharmonic electrical residue which is static in its local for the time of alternating electrics combined with the bodies and with its shares. As the experiment further continues, an introduction of sugar, is likely combined by a jettison of glucose, which is felt immediately at the endpoints of concern, though may not likely be in actuality physically at those points of contact. However they were connected throughout the body and we find that what was noticed is noticed further and, bb specific colder and more of a vertical displacement, as other layers pop to the surface to perhaps be attractive to the sugars, which then burn, as sugars do, and in particular sugar plus alcohol. Dot. Too long an experimentation in such regards, of course alters the actuality of sensation and adjustments for behavior and etc. Although the same physics apply, and are just as observable, or in fact wholly non-observable as describing them by looking at them alters their sensation and further activities. Although still, as a basis, physics is satisfied. If we were to look at numbers, which we ought not to, but we will anyway, we would notice by using a low number and an equation also an observance, and even by a collection of such low numbers, while quite impossible to be accurately and observable by higher numbers, is by themselves very corollarily observable in groupings, and such is also thread in these groupings, to further protect the groups themselves, for the purposes of, well movement and non-observability for one and the same reasoning. The preservation of a mode of transport. Higher numbers are many other means, but also exhibit all the other numbering, however not as complete as pairings like hydrogen and oxygen are, in their solality and as a unit of strength such as a molecule, strongly atomic for itself, and in water's case, the likeness of purity of itself throughout all as it's known about, with every electronic spin. We examine, as we might, a pair of pairs, requiring twice as many as a pair to manage, and thusly four times as protective of its pathways of discovery, as known then to all sides the traffic is immense and discoverable from any angle where such a grouping in the rarely sequenced traveling occurs. The middle ground, and of course we're talking about digits, on hands and toes, which is how we learned about this in the first place, 
and all the combinations and directions of a prediction of behavior, and by how exactly body language becomes beauty and by how beauty is then likely perceived as such, and by no trickery to be unknown by all, time sequencer happens to be in that ordering and to what level of desire is presented at any one time, that is if sequence was played in reverse, when a hot spin hotter or hotter depending on what and how the presentations were made, indicating how and unjust those sequences actually are, and in actuality should, if at all, be presented on a single canvas, where the eye would snap onto one, and immediately zoom in to find the particular and that is the game until the next level of further discovery is to be made, and that is the participation of oneself in a very slight exchange, as to not get ahead or behind another in a set of rules not yet invented by either side of either coin and etc. To dream of a perfection of lifetime is a great way to write a novel and a novel way to live life, and that said, and done, is perhaps like having your date read all about you in the inquirer, and make her decisions about the who she'd like to read all about next, and likewise. But anyway. We cannot perhaps pause our own abilities, and we can or cannot offset, and discoveries are made at all times, and etc. stored and carried to the satisfaction of all the properties of life. One last thing, in these today's notes and notices to consider, is our genome and how it is organized into sperm and egg. The little guys, and gals, not yet of course known as such, as we indicate them by the variable variables X and Y, like a small science experience, and, also helical just as the ionic forces emanating from our planet, and when, combined with one of two or the combination of the following, a concept of desire and a hence matching and to the corollary side of the helix. For without it, it cannot spin, and spin is the direction we must travel to reach it, and it reaches us, and astrally so to speak, but not quite as it's just fluid and material aligning to our planet and ourselves, what we encode on our end, creates this corollary sperm, and also, if desired, an egg for which to confirm at least the 50% and in actuality a much greater if the job is successful from origin to travel and penetration of the egg, up to 100%, is the one to other sides portion of the combination of a continuation of the desire to be successful, specifically in finding a mate, which is our level of survival, as far as the sperm etc are concerned. The man's objective is to create all the sperm for these desires and depending on these proclivities will produce the variety of those as a time basis for their strength and composition to survive and desire to recreate. On the woman's side, each sharing of said desires produces a vessel to house such a creature, and provide the homing signal for said man to find and further require a desire to embed such a system to a caring careful being. The specifics on the female side of eggs, is that they are produced in concert with hormones, furthering their behavior and image to provide all the astral, bodily, sensory and etc means for the observance of the other, and of course once inside, the sperm should have no trouble locating its new home for the time being, as a being, driven by light itself, as mass particle this time, wherein the final pushes of a second penetration of the egg is allowed again, with a tap tap, perhaps signaling the friendly intentions and indications of the likeness in kind and kind future much desired by the pair of them, and perhaps with a bouquet of flowers. And so that is why we have ground and sky, not only for the traveling of ourselves and others, and by every system meant to utilize, signal, cleanse, and operate this globe of a planet, 
but to ensure our like kind to like and kind also, and see the language, as we were, as we are, and the continuation of successes lead to the satisfaction of physics, which is the essential part of your equations as noticed and even without, as well the optional portion for us to satisfy the metaphysics which we indicate as ourselves and provide for like equations to satisfy themselves in correlation with nature and its own abilities. And so our conscious and conscience are aptly close and close together, like the centrifugal and centripetal, where one is forward and the other reverse thinking, or specifically observance and how one's memory, or perhaps the very shapes we see and observe in ourselves and others, create an automatic mapping of a pathway which is both our imagined desire and the known ability to do it right, for all parties involved in that particular equation, for that time, which is reproduced as it now exists in the universe and in the body and mind parts of every tangent which has touched and it touches, and how it spins or pushes etc. And so, and to wrap up, just how many and how often these simple primitives are repeated and repeatable, and whether that has to do with the numbering involved in people, or how many possibilities of ideas to a terminating resolve, with a carryover energy bit to provide movement and on to the next bit of behavior. Well. You can take it as long as you like, but at the primitive level, we have our digits, and digits of digits, as indicative as we bend, and why we bend. For the reason that to state while others move become uncomfortable with the grouping matching the first of the bendable bits, which again is why we bend, but more to the point. Our shapes are made from us and these tiny platforms with which we tangle and tug and pull and push on sets of primitives are like a puppeteer on a stage yet to be acted at in full, and if the show is successful, the primitives become real life, and the motions thus working are played at on the larger screen, and as repeatable as that, multiplied they provide for an even greater superset of such equations to work on this larger scale of the body, and fully utilized or wasted, is how our bodies indicate success, and is known by the earth from near and far and far away and in time and perhaps calcified into bone for the far away future, although nearer than you think with thick marrow driving our materials forward, the living bone, and well, nutrient inside bone is our strength just as in the earth, from center out, and in actuality is how microwaves work, and from space, by vibrating from within at the very start, which is likely how cosmic our planet reacts to space, and how it is known and heated by our sun and all the other cosmics of cosmetics and cosmistry, and molten iron and impenetrable, protects our frailties from one side of the planet to the other, and our strongest selves utilize the air when is needed, and the ground when is needed, and further the earth and air processes to create and feed life itself. If Frankenstein were alive, his patients may be patient in noting the effects of a slight headache to an immediate electrical drain into the planet for it to sustain life requires a high above attenuation and thus an origin, as known through specific genetic material which creates the heady mindfulness to begin such a communication and connection at age zero, a continuation of the origins of both life forms, who also maintain this communication, and to create life, in the eyes and minds of this or any doctor, is to ignore perhaps the thing he should have done in the first place, and that was to stop looking after the dead as a means of living, and while discovery of the mechanisms of the dead are an interesting footnote to the anthology of human beings, 
it has provided a means of a continuation of traveling the body as if it's an atlas or place to visit with further science and exploitation, and a causal reasoning on the reasoning of death is perhaps a non-participation in the observance of life. And so are hearses roll, and hospitals fill with the near living, to be nearer to near than far from family, yet further than that to fully alive at all, and that's off the rails a bit for today, and so we reaffirm continuity and affirmation of the successes of organization while also non-observing yet appreciating the origins of chaos, as why it's chaos is absolutely because it is not precisely observed for the benefactor of life itself, for as to be known would surely destroy itself through self-discovery. Boom. And within with that, and some more, this has been a dissertation with the bodies at hand and within a mind's eye to provide in the chemical use to cleanse perhaps even a murky spirit with a gesturing and over and undulation of adulation and adjunct travelry of all ties to the lives at its center. And also peripherally, from side to side and sidle up, if you get such a chance, take it and many and again on air sea and land, travel lightly and stay and calmly corrupt front and poker in the rear, is the punchline to 84 lines of punched up punch tape punchy code wise thinking which has brought you to be this mid-autumn afternoon, and a do is a drop in the bucket, so keep a list. Peace and love plus the Isle of Man and the approximation of ordering multitudes of platypuses for the sheer absurdity of it all. This is AquaQC3W. Late to say I'm sorry With the guilt that I can't stand Hey Mutiny Radio listeners, this is a podcast that we are doing. We've got Warhol Kaufman, we've got everyone on the line. I'm going to put them in through the Zoom so that we can hear them through the app. Uh, we've got music in the background. We're going to be reading some scripts today of Warhol Kaufman. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned fetus. This podcast, brought to you on the Anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ, Anchor.fm is available. For iOS and Android, brings a free and clear interface for your podcast creator genius with royalty-free music and sound effects. That make you sound from the Radiophonic Workshop with segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so deserve. Available everywhere podcasts are free. Just do the queue. Characters paged dot dot their pagers went off all simultaneously and they looked down from across the world and onto their wrists dot the screens blinked a bit the three of them paused and waited for it to clear aria was sitting in a coffee shop outside of geneva again she thought her pinkish golden watch chimed as selected when it was time for a time away and this was it Q was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like. And Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time, no joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there Q? What's the dinging about? We're all about with our business and the proceedings are proceeding with process and necess. As needed, Arya thought he might hear it but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about and I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story folks. 
they see on about a traqual as you know how he can fly time and the like, and so. Silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun, from this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars and the odds slipping in at the right moments and such. But geez. 101 pages on this one, and several copies for the crew, and still three hours until the next. Shoot he dropped the papers. About time something happened, he paused and looked towards the ground, as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards an inner gutter. His watch chimed and the haptics hit up Arya's beat. Tap tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto. Ain't you? Arya quipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda, and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Arya. The onto is onto the floor and chores like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral bound and booked up like a top shelf, for this pack of loose papers now, a bit dirty and, well, not in yourself, I can see that. Is that a pocket protector? No it's a packet of gum. It's for the, fresh. Anyway how's your end? Arya's end was just fine and sitting, just and there and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the. Oh, surprise. Q blurted out, and bent over to pick up the quarter on the street. Damn it's a regular one. You'd hope for a 1964 silver ore, but anyway. The story is carrying on, and it's just I'm not carrying it anymore, it's toppled into the streets and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground, and the cup hit square bottom and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the papers. He took a quick photo, shuffled them together, and straightened his back up a bit. Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the spill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering, now, I'll just get on and cross splash check it from the place. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrive, I hope it wasn't a creamy one. Anyway, nice idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew, but why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page any page? And was a simultaneous chagrin from the crew. Blip. Miranda's power was out, and just shrugged and put her watch on the charger. It's this sort and sorted chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness wherein their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the, shoot, and more so since the, oh yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Q jabbed a stick of gum into his mouth and hummed up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing. Buzzed. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent entryway, and some wooden doors towards the left and right, but walked straight up center. To the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering, and the floor he was to go to was. He glanced. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from Mad Tong and his bubble gum fingers. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. One he was onto the floor, 
he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway, and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. She didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And the coffee. I heard about it. She stated in a slate gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well it's time and a half to type these up, so type there but out of order, so that'll be. She punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be alright if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know. With the pages and all. You know what happened with. Tron. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. She nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out, shielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? The. Hugh found it impossible not to beam, and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well. Heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk and began to write a few words. The women looked on the bit be grizzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light, and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Stasis. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, for her, he still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with this thing, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes in the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglutosilicate. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflinks. And he blinked at her. She looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. Same guy, I can see. Incredible taste in. What was it again? Everything? Came the response. The form that follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a package designed in for and with and. Well this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. In truth, there were no numbers. This was pure life, on whatever surface and surfaced, and still, and still enough to travel and. It likes light she said and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like light, it likes to sleep as well. 
The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied solves your problem, if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do. Because we can't lose these. It's that simple. And they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life, and that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and this is the style breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagined. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid. She noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed glass from a satellite, onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the glass, electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac.